Right, okay, this is episode 26 then. Um, real fun one last week. I really enjoyed having the patrons on. It's really nice to hear some of the like sort of first hand, um, well, you know, the people who are appreciating what we're doing, you know, uh, appreciating the, the podcast and the insight it's given him into something that they shared at a level of affection that obviously I do too. And, and obviously Pete does, which is um, why it's great to have on this podcast. And, you know, on that note, how are you doing, Pete? Doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. What have you been up to? Because we haven't spoken, <laughs> have we, actually, for a little bit because uh, we've both been mad busy with stuff, haven't we? Oh, yeah. What have you been doing? Well, yeah, I've been crazy busy work for sure. That's boring. But I, I started thinking because it's the month of May and I was like, man, this is the month that we would have been going to Temple Newsome and getting ready. And I'm like, man, I, I knew I was, I'm definitely coming up like a week in advance to do the full on Leeds tour that I'm going to be doing myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, just to enjoy the area, check out, so, you know, hang out with people and stuff like that. And then so I just got like, uh, I got curious. I just started like looking on TripAdvisor, like what are some of the better restaurants around there? Because oh, I definitely yeah. want to plan some stuff to, you know, when we get yeah, there. Yeah. So. So I started getting all excited looking at all the different restaurants in uh, downtown Leeds. So anybody that's in the local area that has any suggestions, by all means, let me know. Oh, I'm sure you'll get plenty because it's, it's up and coming as a city centre. So I've been told anyway, I don't spend a lot of time there myself, but that, I, yeah. I, so I understand there's quite a lot of um, exciting places to eat and stuff like that. But it's funny you should say that about uh, the, the date for the gig coming up because that was on my mind too a little bit thinking, you know, do you know what? I hope it pisses it down that day. I hope there's some sort of <laughs> tropical storm. Do you know what I mean? Just so you're like, oh, well, there you go. You know, we'd, it'd have been a write-off anyway, weather-wise. Um, yeah. But you just know it's going to be some sort of perfect, no wind, absolutely still glorious day. And you're just going to be like, oh, you know what I mean? But you, you, don't, you don't know. I might get my wish and it might absolutely sile it down and it'll make me feel a little bit better. We should do something uh, on that day related to the to the whole group. I don't know. Something to be like, ah, oh, this would have been the day. I don't know. Thinking out loud. Well, I, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. That could be quite interesting trying to work something like that out. Um, there's a lot of birthdays in May as well, it seems. Um, well, there's mine on the 19th. There's Rob's on the 21st. And there's Organizes. Um, you give me, I don't know exactly what that day that is. She'll be angry, I'm sure. But I don't know many people's birthdays. I only know Rob's because it's a couple of days after <laughs> mine. But yeah, we're trying to work something like that. I mean, any chance we have to to have the other lads on, man, I'm always up for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm more than always up for for stuff like that. And yeah. people really enjoy it, don't they? You know, they're the episodes that have got that most people listen to because they want to hear from all of us. And and I understand that. So any opportunity to have the rest of the lads on, definitely. But yeah, it is it is something that I've thought about the gig coming up, or you know, the prospective day as it was coming up, and how I feel about that coming and going and stuff. But I don't know. I think as we've discussed, I think as I've said somewhere, I, you know, I end up making all sorts of different videos and podcasts and stuff and speaking to different people. I lose track of what I've said where, but I'm still excited about it all. But it's, you know, it's very much at the moment kind of, it's, well, it's on the back burner for me. Sure. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, well, you know, it has to be, it's over, a, it's over a year away now. So it kind of has to sort of sit on the back burner a bit for me, but obviously, you know, Really, really excited about that. And, um, you know, it'll be here before we know it, as I, as I have also said as well. Yeah, you guys should probably be through about your 13th lockdown by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't like talking about all that too much, really. Um, but, I mean, touch, uh, some, find some wood. Touch wood, and I don't really like doing that or saying that, really, but touch wood, everything's looking quite good. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Kidding, here. Yeah. Uh, it's certain it's certainly improving and you know i don't really pay enough 
attention at any level of detail to to really say anything meaningful about it other than it just looks like the tide is turning but i think we have had moments like this in the past in terms of you know covid related lockdown related but i think the introduction of the vaccine and the success of that rollout has been i don't know i think it i think that in itself has been very impressive and quite uplifting to because and i don't like talking like this very often but you know i'm not really someone that's ever been um i don't know what the word is really patriotic i suppose or sort of you know feel any sense of proud to be british or anything like that yeah. or proud to being I, I just don't work like that i'm just a person do you know what i mean but a lot of what happened during well covid and everything it hasn't been great um but no one's really no one has had any experience of anything like this and i, I just think it was it's been pleasantly surprising to see the success of you know the vaccine rollout if you want to call it that certainly in, in this country anyway and this is only from the surface level attention i'm kind of paying to it really um but it certainly looks like it's going well and you know it will be interesting really it will be interesting when it gets to times like september and you know later it later into the year because obviously that was the other perspective date we had we did have a date around september um i don't know i don't know if i've said that previously and that'll probably wind a few people up thinking well why didn't you have it in september then but i think at the point we rescheduled it felt very much to me like it will be jumping the gun to oh, yeah. assume that everything will be all right do you know what I mean? Because we've had, you know, we, we've had little glimpses and then gone back into lockdown and everything, you yeah. know, it's hit the fan again. Um, so it, it just, as I've said before, and I don't feel like I have to justify it too much, but this sort of excitement for this gig did build up over a lot, uh, well, kind of a, well, it depends how you look at it, but it kind of felt like a, a long period of time leading up to the gig. And then obviously that's been moved back by, well, it was over a year at the time and, I think there were quite a few people who were like it's difficult to say whether you could say they were upset by that but i mean you know if you look at it if you look at it really bluntly m momentum is something that's very difficult to start and it's very important do you know what i mean like and i don't know it's almost like if you want to look at it of maintaining people's interest in all this you know i know once they bought the ticket they're probably going to go but oh yeah it's sort of you know keeping the f i don't know the freshness of the situation for over a year um yeah. I, mean, I, st I, I still think it'll mean exactly the same to people in Sept in uh, June 20, or whenever it is. June 2022, is it now? Uh, I think it'll mean ex exactly the same to people then as it would have done in either, you know, May the 28th when it was, or even early September when it could have been rescheduled to, but we decided it made more sense. It's sort of for us personally as well. And there was a twinge, you know, in us that was a bit like, oh man, it's going to really disappoint people. Do you know what I mean? Because it was, you know, it's, it's delaying it by over a year, but... Yeah, but as a fan, I would rather you guys do it right. Like, I don't want to go there and be socially distanced or waiting or worried or just having any effect. I, And I don't, I'm not saying that that's not going to be the case in 2022. What I'm saying is the chances are much better yeah. in June of 2022 than they would have been this September. So if you would have given me the choice of those two, I would have chosen June of 22. So I think yeah. you did the right thing. Yeah, man. And, you know, it, it affects everything, doesn't it? You know, air travel, especially for people like yourselves who are yep. uh, planning to come overseas. That also played a huge role. And yeah, I don't think we really need to talk about it too much in terms of the whys and wherefores, but there, there, there certainly is, um, I don't know how, how you describe it really, but there's an element of 
thinking on it in terms of, wow, you know, it would have been the end of this month. You will be coming over really soon. That mm-hmm. would be really close. Do you know what I mean? Um, we'd be doing a lot more podcast content and, you know, uh, the, the week when you come over, that would have been when we'd have done loads of filming and stuff like that and yep. made loads of content for the podcast, which I'm really excited about, even though it's a year away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't worry, you know, I'm, doesn't worry me that in terms of this podcast and sort of the longevity of it i'm not worried in the slightest because i, I absolutely adore doing it and you know man like the, the listening figures speak for themselves really i mean it's not something that i obsess over uh, much <laughs> i just like numbers so yeah i i uh, i love doing the podcast i love chatting with you um you know it's it's fun to turn our conversations into a podcast and have people on so in terms of going forward I'm not worried about keeping doing this because it's a pleasure to do while ever there's people who enjoy listening to it. Do you know what I mean? About oh, yeah. about a range of different things. Um, and it just means that we have to, we you know, we sort of just changed our, our goals a little bit really because obviously originally we did have that plan of being able to have like, um, you know, like a build up to Temple News and with all kinds of stuff going on and, you know, lots of stuff for people to... To, you know give more insight into um looking forward to doing like rehearsal videos and stuff like that and i don't know it'll be interesting to see how much the other lads are up for sort of being part of that do you know what i mean because obviously i've been making they're all you know none of them really care but i kind of like enjoy interacting with the camera if you know what i mean and just having a bit of banter with the camera but not not everyone yeah. feels as all right about that but it, you know it will be fun to to film rehearsals and maybe a few chats with people and that and I don't know. There's there's just a lot of possibilities. I think, um, and obviously, you know, I love having guests on. I love having interesting people on. Uh, we've got Steve Phillips coming on actually, who, who was our press officer. Who uh, is just such a vibey guy. Like honestly, he's such a good bloke. So that's going to be a lot of fun because he came out on trips with us. Um, a lot of fun stories to tell. And you know, I, like everyone who's come on in terms of that are in the industry, I think it'd be interesting for people to get a little bit of a window into again into how all that works which was something that always interested me about making these podcasts was you know answering those questions when p- the people don't understand how it works and kind yeah. of assume that you know we run around and book out all our own gigs and stuff like that and <laughs> i don't know like there's a, there's a whole there's a whole other world in terms of the cogs that turn in the music industry to make um you know to make things happen like that no, this is honestly, you know, we've talked about this before, but I, I, I this has been a great string of episodes that we've had because, you know, we, we, we learn all the different pieces. And I think it, you know, it's great to hear about this stuff with the music, but it's also like this is with any band, like a lot of these uh, stories and these experiences are, you know, they they transcend just the music. So it's it's really yeah. interesting to get sort of a, uh, a better understanding of all yeah, the man. different pieces that make up this industry. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's a really human story is, well, not only ours, but, you know, anyone who, well, anyone who's done anything really, but especially like in the music industry, um, when you sort of got into it for the reasons we did, especially at an early stage, and it had the effect it did on us and our lives going forward and stuff like that, negatives and positives. But that in itself, I think, is, is such a human story that, well, in my mind, it, it deserved to be relayed to people. Oh yeah. Now, whether now whether that was just whether that just gave me an excuse to tell my story and like interact with people and stuff, and it I don't know really. I don't. I, I couldn't really say what it were born out of, but I do know that behind the music again, not wanting to sound like a fucking cliche, shit like that, but you know, behind our band, the 
there is was still is like um you know like a really broad ranging human story attached oh, yeah. to it and and again that 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 for me transcends our perceived uh, lack of success or success however you however you kind of judge that um i think it transcends that and it's a it, it the kind of things that happen to us um i think everyone can relate to it and i think that's why people enjoy listening to these podcasts really and the fact that me and you are quite entertaining Pete, obviously <laughs> <laughs> but other than oh, yeah. that it's it's exploring the many different sort of corners of our story and obviously incorporating other people's stories into it as a result sort of led by um mine and yours kind of interest in this subject overall really um yeah i was uh i was listening to uh the first album uh the other day i was running some errands and i had i was playing it and it's just funny because like now all those songs because we did the debut review there's so yeah. much more context into those songs that just enhances the listening experience so you know like i'm listening to it and i'm like oh this is this is when rob was wearing the gaffa beard and it's like <laughs> you know and then i'm like listening oh can i hear it muffled at a certain part you know just it just it enhances it's like 3d 3d uh listening experience and then you know oh is this where they did the the belly flaps and you know like it's just i don't know it just makes it so much better than just like oh here's a song i like yeah man I, and you can hear it in my laugh now i just i love i just love reliving that stuff and I, i'm not being funny but like you know any of the ones that we've done let's take the jim abbis one i could do that podcast over and over and over again <laughs> just have jim on and talk about the the riot that we had um do you know what i mean and and there'll be different elements of different stories co- you know come out on every one there's I, I I just get a kick out of reliving it all. And that's that's why I got involved in all of this, whatever yeah. you call it, sort of getting back involved in Twitter and talking to people on there. I just, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I just love reliving it all and thinking, and like, you know, one of the, one of my favourite moments really from all of this, I've got lots of them for different reasons, but one of them was when, once we'd all sort of had the conversations we need to had we needed to have, and all went back into the WhatsApp chat. It was kind of started by me, really. Once, once me and Robert um, had had a few conversations, um, that's kind of when I allowed myself to remember it all. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and as the content trail I've left behind me proves, um, it just lit a spark and it lit a fire in me. Do you know what I mean? Um, sort of me and Rob reigniting our relationship. Um, you know, that lit a spark in me. That's obviously that's getting that's sort of getting stronger by the oh, day yeah. as well that's kind of how i feel um and my favorite one of my favorite moments anyway was once i went back into the whatsapp chat and i just started i mean i've talked about this but when i started pumping all the the youtube links and all my memories i just started pumping memories into the whatsapp chat and just oh do you remember this do you remember that and everyone's saying oh god i forgot about that just anyway just just did like a, a really magic i mean I, I couldn't say how long that really lasted i mean it, it lasted really hardcore for a good couple of weeks. Just, I mean, it was mainly me. I was just sort of in the WhatsApp chat saying, oh God, do you remember that? And, <laughs> you know, I just had so much in my memory. And I think it, at the time, even um, Tony Perry, um, one of his managers, obviously. But Tony said, um, it's mad this. It's like listening to some sort of mad podcast. You know what I mean? And that was before we'd even conceptualized any of that. But yeah, it was just such a... Um, like such a magic moment to share with everyone, even though we were all just in a, you know, at, at home respectively in a WhatsApp group, but it felt really magic to 
to share all those memories and oh, yeah. like I say, reopen my mind to to everything we did and allow allow myself to remember it and stuff. And that that snowball lit a fire under me and here we are. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's a uh, funny thing after we had the podcast, the episode 25, a couple of the folks that were on, they reached out to me and they were like, oh, you know, it's really interesting to be in the conversation with you guys. And then after the fact, hear it, you know, like, oh, wow, the editing, like, you you, you know, it's funny how you do the editing. You're so good at the editing, blah, blah. And I, it, it reminded me of this clip that I need to play. We, we need to share this with the audience, but these things are not always that smooth. <laughs> and we always, uh, you know, you know, we try to make it sound professional, but, you know, sometimes there's technical issues and uh, there was this one clip that I'm so glad Adam actually captured because <laughs> I connected to you uh, on on one of these episodes like hey let's get started and you're like are you messing with me what, what's going on right now and I didn't know why oh. you said that but uh, apparently this is why so take a quick listen talk crazy like i don't know how that happened or why me, it's let, just, I mean, these things just happen you let me tell it from my perspective right you are a little bit of a piss taker just a, <laughs> you are a little bit of a piss taker so i joined this zoom this zoom room this i joined this zoom call this is nonchalantly joined this zoom call and here's this motherfucker talking like very white like it's in space or something <laughs> honestly i've never heard anything like it in my life and i just thought oh very very fucking funny yeah and then, like, you you were just deadpanning me. Like, I mean, to give it more context, I think I'd been talking to you for at least three or four minutes before I pressed record, hadn't I? Just in <laughs> yeah. absolute hysterics. And, like, you had you had no idea why. Yeah, because I couldn't thought, hear it. You thought I were fucking with you, and yep. I thought you were messing with me. Do you know what I mean? I just think, well, you've, you've clearly got some effect on there, and you've got the <laughs> best poker face in the world because you're just like, what you want about? And then then I started to sense that you weren't getting mad, but you were a little bit like, look, I, I aren't doing <laughs> <laughs> and that just made it, that just made it even funnier to me. And then I was just like, right, I have got to just press record on this because, as you can tell by the record, the laugh, the laugh that I'm doing on the recording, and the laugh that I did while I'm listening to the recording. <laughs> oh man, that that cracked me up. Did that? Yeah, I mean, I don't said. know. I don't know if it. Well, like I say, um, it absolutely broke me, and it took me a while <laughs> to stop laughing. And I, I had to record that and. As you say, I'm, I'm glad I recorded it. Man. I'm glad you did, man. That was pretty funny. You were like, you can't keep talking. I was like, what? I don't know. That was, <laughs> it was just funny. Have you, have you ever had that happen before? No, never. <laughs> the fucking, it was mad, man. Should have been like, oh, this is the coolest vocal effect ever, this man. You know what I mean? Who's, who's come up with this? Oh, uh, God. Nothing a reboot can't cure, apparently. Oh, well, yeah, we got there in the end, didn't we? But oh, that's one of my favourite moments ever. Is that <laughs> I just found it so funny. Um, whether everyone else does, I mean, the recording's there for you to judge, but Jesus, it really cracked me up. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that was definitely a, a fun moment. It's, it's been a lot of good moments. I mean, there's been, uh, this has been, a, like we talk about, it's been a great ride. Uh, 
But uh, I know you've been busy lately. I haven't talked to you too much, but I'm sure you usually when you get quiet, something's going on. So I was like, I, I know. I, and I, I still going to ask him on the podcast, but I just I had this and I still don't know. But I have a sneaky suspicion that <laughs> you're doing something good because uh, when you get super quiet, I, I feel like usually you turn around and come like, here's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, as I've, I, th- I think I spoke about it a bit speaking to Richard Fitz Thomas in the last episode, but. I mean, obviously, you know, try and give this a bit. Well, I just shouldn't need any context with all with everyone listening. Really, everyone should know. But talking about sort of a fire being lit under me, in in you know, just in in general, creatively especially, and believing in myself and all that stuff that's enabled me to even start doing the podcasts and videos and even think about writing music again. But you know, everything that's kind of happened organically and things have felt like big big moments, and then when I sort of got past them and got to other moments, they don't look quite as big on reflection, but it's just such a, I don't, I'm just taking, I'm just taking every day as it comes, but you know, and I'm, I'm just like a shark, do you know what I mean? In terms of what I can do and where I can do it really. So yeah, as a result, anyway, like, you know, anyone who's following me on socials will know, um, started working with maps, you know, AKA James Chapman. Um, and that just going really, really well. So, I mean, I suppose like the long and short of it, re- and I don't want to say too much, um, yeah. really, because I mean, it's fast moving. There's all kinds of things happening, but I, you know, and I'll speak about a little bit about how it's happened, but yeah, basically it, it's going really well with James and he's kind of working it. Well, effectively on paper, he's working, um, as a co-writer and producer on my record on my oh, album. Nice. Yeah, and then to give that context as well, I'm currently, currently, it depends how, how I want to talk about it in terms of what terms, but, you know, I'm currently doing, if you want to talk about it, I'm currently doing two two albums in terms of, you know, writing and creating, and, and I do see them, do see them quite separately in my own mind, but I mean, just to talk a little bit about how that's come about, I mean, obviously my solo album or, you know, whether I give myself a band name, artist name or whatever, I haven't quite fully decided. I'm focusing much more on writing the music, but yeah, that's still coming together and I'm still writing songs, you know, where I'm singing and stuff like that. And um, I've got, I've got obviously my plans in place to make that when the time feels right. And when I feel like I've got the right batch of songs, although I'm really close to that now. Yeah. But also, um, you know, obviously as a result of the patron thing, for the podcast and the, and the patrons that I've got, who obviously every every single one of them, you know, mean the world to me in that respect because it's just, it's humbling, you know what I mean, to have support from people like that. But anyway, as a result of that, as we've discussed, we've, you know, we've been doing the live streams and they're a lot of fun. It was actually on a live stream, I was um, playing guitar, um, you know, just improvising because people really enjoy watching that. I really enjoy doing it. And it was actually one of my patrons who, who said, you know, you should you should do a an instrumental album you know like like this all this stuff all all this stuff that you're playing here that you know it just sounds so cool and yeah and you know like it's something that has crossed my mind in the past but obviously in the past my mind just said well no one's gonna no one's gonna listen to that and you're not in a position to make it so forget it but Hmm. as soon as he's as soon as as soon as he said it and it was actually ross mccullough who said it i just thought well yeah i do want to do i really want to do that and yeah, it feels like difficult to envisage that actually happening other than me just sort of doing it myself. But, you know, I'd, I'd love to do that, um, even though, and I can do it separately from my other record, you know what I mean? Like a, a full-on instrumental sort of, you know, like creatively letting loose um, yeah, why not? sort of record versus a song record. So as a result of that sort of conversation on on the live stream anyway, 
I put out the tweet on Twitter, obviously, um, effectively saying, you know, putting it out there, does anyone want to collaborate on on an instrumental record? Uh, you know, like, uh, a, well, I think I actually put a, a far out, you know what I mean? You know, you know, I was try- effectively trying to allude to the fact that, it, you know, creatively letting go effectively where it's it's something that's not, I don't want it to be hamstrung by trying to fit it anywhere, if you know what I mean. I just think it, it could be a thing in itself. And, you know, I love the, I love creating bits of music like that. So anyway, as a result, put out that tweet. And uh, as a result of that, got linked up with Maps, James Chapman, who, yeah. you know, showed, showed, a, showed a real interest in wanting to work with me. And uh, we tried something out, which was actually on Dream Twister. And that was actually coincidentally the first thing that I wrote when I picked up a guitar again, you know, first thing instrumentally that I wrote anyway. So yeah, that's what that's what he's he's done. We've worked on that track and finished it, and it's absolutely incredible. And we're you know we, the next track is underway, and yeah, I don't I don't really know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that uh, James is like I say co-writing and producing. I don't know. I, you know, I just worry sometimes that what am I allowed to say and stuff before certain business things are sorted out. But I think we're all good to go anyway on that front. So so yeah, that's the that's kind of why you've not heard from me, from me in a while because the way that me and James have worked out on working anyway. It, you know, it's difficult to put it into context, context really, but it, it, it's incredibly streamlined. Do you know what I mean? If you want to use that term, it's, there's, you know, the, the workload, if you want to look at it like that, is just, it's really free flowing because I've, you know, I've got the majority of these songs already um, and I've had some of them for quite a while and I'm putting different bits together with new bits and creating these, what you know, what I feel are really exciting pieces of music and then sending them to James and, you know, we're, we're whipping them up into like a, you know, like a proper instrumental piece of music, which it's just a dream come true for me. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. all I ever wanted when I started all this was, well, I suppose to get back on stage with the music really. But as a result of that and the growing self-belief, um, I mean, I, you know, it, it kind of feels like dream come true type stuff for me, really, in terms of where I've been and, you know, where what I thought was to come, I suppose, for the rest of my life and what I had to look forward to or not. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But and in terms of me being someone who thrives on creating something and then buzzing off it, that's that, I've worked, I've, you know, I've worked out that's where I get my joy, really. And I think that's I think that's a really important thing for every individual to find is, you know, what brings them joy in the life, really. And, you know, everyone needs to have one. And any people I sort of speak to who, you know, struggle with certain things anyway, it's something I always talk about first is, you know, where do you get, where do you get your joy from? Do you know what I mean? What gives you, you know, that, that drive to, to get up every day, basically. Mm. And in everyone, there's always something, I mean, whether they're in a position to do it or not is the other thing. But I guess kind of that's where this is going really in the sense that this, I'm just so grateful for this really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I know enough now in now in terms of to know that, I mean, you know, all the people keep saying to me is you deserve it. And it's like, well, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like all this is doing for me is making me stronger. Do you know what I mean? It's not shining a light that's too bright in my face. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, you can turn it up if you want. I can take a hell of a lot more Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, sort of where I can take my ideas and things like that. And again, like the, the scope or the sort of in inverted commas the market for it is it's not really something that i'm concerned about at all it's much more about the fact that i actually it actually looks like i've got um an outlet for my yeah, creativity yeah. and that's like that's a, a that's a godsend in my life really in terms of my character and my personality and what i desire out of life to have a pl- to have a platform 
you know, to, uh, as an output for my music. It's it's a humbling thing, I suppose. It was the first time round, but it, it's much more so now, especially because I'm doing it on my own. And again, the, the my excitement towards this isn't any, in any way related to how successful I think it could be. You know, it's, I, I'm not working like that. It's much more a passion project, if you want. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, if my instrumental music gets me into places like, I don't know, my, like maybe scoring films or something like that, or making music for anything, re- anything like that creative, um, I'd absolutely buzz off it. But, you know, the point is in general, it's just like I've got an, an outlet for my creativity. And a lot of that is facilitated by... Uh, well in a large part by my patrons really who are supporting me in a way that means that I get to you know albeit two days a week going out with Dave which I have to say that even if you know even if in a fantasy world I was some sort of millionaire I would still go out two days a week with Dave because I look, you know, during garden, I would because I love it and it grounds me, and I love being out and I love having a laugh with Dave. He's probably a good lad, and I like spending time with him a lot. So you know, like that. That's awesome. And I think I think it does a lot for him as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I, th- I think me and him sort of being out, working and chatting. You know, I think like any human, humans crave contact, don't they? And they crave people who are willing to listen to them and want to li- want to hear what they've got to say and want to come back with something intelligent themselves and that's why we find you know just for example like this podcast that's what this is it's two people who you know un, you know appreciate each other understand each other and therefore you can have a, a sometimes one-sided because i won't shut up but you know <laughs> i paid a subscription fee so it's my podcast <laughs> i'm only joking but yeah it's you know i don't want to it's difficult really because i have to find a balance i don't really want to i don't really want to go out on about it too much in terms of oh my god like I'm so thrilled about this, but I am. And that's why I suppose I haven't been on socials as much and stuff other than for the podcast, because to be honest, I've been, well, I've been writing, I've been getting these instrumentals into Pro Tools, ready to send bits to James so he can produce uh, bits on them. But not only that, I've... So another thing that's been going on as well is, I mean, like I said, this is all moving so fast, really, in terms of the things that are happening every day, the ideas I'm having, and then I'm speaking to people who are, are, you know, uh, becoming involved in the project which is really exciting, got some really exciting people uh, involved. And one of which, I'm going to be a little bit coy. He probably he probably wants me to say his name, and I will at some point, but just for now anyway. Um, like I've found like a, an artist, a, an absolutely incredible artist, who I'm really excited about his work. I absolutely love it, honestly. Um, and I've asked him to, you know, to, you know, effectively again to collaborate on on this album with me in a sense of doing cover art prospectively although you know we've we've had a meeting and that went really really great and you know like I say I don't I don't I don't want to say too much because I don't know how much I can say do you know what I mean but in terms of the overall vibe of what's going on it's just another thing happening that's really exciting and for me to think about really creative and that's why like it just feels like every day something or at least every week definitely this you know this this is all just like a snowball effect it's gaining momentum and you know i'm gaining confidence all the time um and to see other people's belief in what i'm doing is to be honest all i've ever wanted really um and i don't know it's i've not been blindsided by it in a sense that like now i'm here it kind of feels natural again if you'd have thrown this opportunity my way and said oh you know like someone of the quality of James Chapman's going to be wanting to produce your music like seven months ago I'd have been like yeah right do you know what I mean but now (laughs) it's now you know what I mean it kind of feels like well yeah man this 
this feels right, it, you know, for yeah. for the concept of this this instrumental record and what I kind of plan to do with it and where I see it sort of sitting anyway. It, it's just perfect. It couldn't be better. And James, like James's approach to music and his approach to production and his understanding of my ideas and where I'm coming from, because that's what I love about working with James as well as we have really creative discussions based on pretty, pretty sort of deep conversations about what the p- the piece that I'm sending to him means. Do you know what I mean? In terms of where it came from in my head and what, what made me, you know, what brought it out of me. And yeah, like what yeah, emotion have, it should tell, yeah. what story it should tell. Just yeah. Exactly, yeah, man. Um, and I gave him a lot of context like that. And like I say, what he's come back with is just... It's phenomenal, and I've played it to a few key people. Like I say, I'm trying to keep it quiet under wraps, but I've played it to a few key people, and you know, it's getting the same reaction everywhere. Everyone loves it, and uh, I've now got. Well, I mean, again, not knowing what I should and shouldn't say, and plans can and could change, but I'm, you know, for an, for this instrumental record, I'm thinking like eight songs, maybe ten, but because it's instrumental, some of them might be, you know, might, might be a little bit longer. I just think eight songs on this record, like I think, would work really well, and my idea is like eight separate pieces of art inspired by each track and then and then like a ninth piece of art as the cover art really and then what i'd love to do in the perfect world obviously is do a really nice vinyl edition um with like either you know like a a high gloss bloody picture book sort of thing with these you know with a um with these pieces of art in effectively and really really make it a you know, a creative collaboration and not in the same way that we did in the music, really, you know, we wanted art to, to be, be any, certainly not an afterthought. Do you know what I mean? It was a very um, integral part of what we did, obviously probably more successfully on the first record. Yeah. But I think successfully on all three records, I'd yeah. be proud of our front covers. But yeah, it's just something that I'm absolutely over the moon about because I'm already working with James and that's, like I say, that's a dream come true and does so much for me. But then sort of to come across this artist kind of out of the blue and be like, shit, man, that's amazing and contacting him and him being really excited about the, you know, the concept. Um, and I've actually sent Dream Twisted to him. I've actually sent the first track to him, but, you know, I know that he's not going to share it with anyone who's trustworthy guy, but, you know, based on my concept of him creating art as being inspired by the song itself do you know what i mean that's the only way it's going to happen in it he needs to hear the track and he, he needs to vibe on it um yeah yeah of course and it's funny when you said uh when you said artist i thought you meant you found a musical artist i was like are you kidding me are you like a, a manager now <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no man no i didn't like Got i say okay. just now this now this album's conceptualized if you want in my head it's something i think about nice. all the time and so let me ask you a technical question. I know you. Ha- I know the way you did it so far is like you recorded some some great guitar riffs and created like this this bass, and then you handed it to Maps, and then he went ahead and polished it and created something that mm-hmm. one, that one day I hope to hear. Uh, oh, but you will. good, good. But uh, that, that was my hint. To I also want to hear. But then, um, like, so is that how you're going to do all of them? Because I know people that record uh, remotely are doing it different ways. There's, like, software. There's different ways of people collaborating. I'm curious. Is the process for you guys going to always be where you create this foundation and then he puts on the second layer? Well, yeah, I mean, yes and no, in a sense that, yes, I will give him something to then put layers on, but it doesn't necessarily just have to be a guitar. I mean, I've sent stuff that's, you know, quite a few tracks, really, and there's drums going on and all sorts of stuff. But, yes, I will will effectively 
uh, well, write, and I've written most of them already. I've got pretty much all of them. You know, some of the instrumental pieces are stuff that I've had for quite a long time, and I'm talking over 10 years. Certainly sections of them, what I'm sort of putting together with, now I've got sort of creative juices flowing, if you like. But yeah, like the way we're doing it at the moment is kind of perfect because, um, you know, obviously with in, in terms of co-writing, I want to leave space for James to to express himself enthusiastically if you want do you know what i mean like sure because that's what i love about um this situation is that there's a lot of mutual respect going on between me and james and um he loves the tunes and it's like i say it's a chance for him to you know sort of have enjoy it i hope and you know when we have been corresponding he has kept saying i'm loving working on these tracks mate do you know what i mean it's a real pleasure and that's great yeah man exactly you know it's just and, it's and incredible really yeah, it's, it is incredible so, uh, um, question for you. Uh, well, I know it's probably too premature, but do you have a do you have a, a, an idea of when this uh, project will be publicly consumable, whether that's vinyl or on Spotify? Well, I mean, fucking hell! If I get my way, it's going to be bastard everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, like in as many different creative forms as we can come up with. I'm really excited about the the. I don't know how to talk about it really without sounding too well geeky, but. It's a different world. It's a different world to when I were making music last yeah. and how, to, how people consumed music. And again, because I'm not doing this for any sort of, oh, I'm trying to take over the world or anything like that. You know, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to give myself uh, my world back. Do you know what I mean? Like, as long as I can create stuff and be in a position to, you know, to put that out to the, you know, the the handful of people who, or oh, whatever, let's not dwell on how many people are going to listen to it. It doesn't matter. I, you know, I'd just be so, if I, if you know, well, I say if, when this is fully recorded and when, you know, the, all the art's done and all the other aspects that we're looking at, when that all comes together, that, you know, that's going to be an, an, an incredibly special moment for me. And I'm sure when it comes... I'll go, right, everything looks good, right, go. And, and there'll be no sense of reflection at the time. There'll be no sense of standing there and going, wow, I can't, well, actually, I'll, I'll force myself, but I just know, I just know when I actually get there, it's just going to feel like another rung of the ladder that I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm insistent on going up. Do you know what I mean? So when we get there, it will be like, right, all right, on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll dwell on it for a little bit and think, yes, man, I, I've released my own record, even though I'm a part of the music and whatever. You know, when it's every when it's other people involved, it doesn't it doesn't quite have the same. Well, I imagine it doesn't anyway. I don't know myself yet, but like the amount of pride I'm going to get from that, seeing everything that's come out of my head in terms of conceptualizing this record, con conceptualizing the songs, naming the song, everything, naming the record, and what you know, like there's so many creative decisions that I'm going to get to make now, and the last thing that I feel is pressure from that. All it is is fuel to me because it's just. It's just like a canvas to me. Do you know what I mean? It's I've just gone from having, I've just gone from being the most frustrated, like creative person you've ever met, to suddenly having all these tools at my disposal. But not only that, like making connections with great people um, through putting myself out there, which is something that I just would not have done, even like even as little as a year ago, I just yeah. would not have put myself out there, like like I have in the way that I have. I just wouldn't have had the the fucking balls to, if you want to talk about it, frankly. I wouldn't have had the fucking balls to, but, you know, when you've got four and a half thousand people on Twitter fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, buzzing off your stuff and 
wanting to talk to you about like memories and how much you mean to them and stuff like that eventually it starts to rub off on you and you know that's why we're here now and that's why i'm here now and that's why i'm sat here talking about you know um making two records and yeah even mm -hmm. like three even like two or three months ago you know there were a huge element of come on i can, you know i can do this whereas now it's like well i'm doing it it's not I can do this, I'm doing it. And it started and, you know, working out the things I've worked out with James and getting that first track back and he's got the second track and the second track's got potential to be better even than the first one. Ooh. And I've got the third one ready to bounce for him and then I've just effectively written the fourth to do. You know, I've got more than eight tracks. I'm going to have a problem selecting <laughs> the, how I want this record to flow. But I, like I say, to sit there and think about, like, having something that's publicly publicly consumable be it digital as well obviously it will be but to have like a, a proper vinyl do you know what i mean like um i don't know oh. i just think it'd be oh. really really cool and that could be my little world man and i'd be happy oh, doing that forever just just creating for that for that for that handful of people well i'll be first in line to buy the album and hopefully it'll be easier to get than some of the music's albums <laughs> <laughs> oh don't you don't, yeah don't you you won't have a problem pete trust me you you know like there's all sorts of things that i'm thinking about really um you know i think it, because because a lot of this instrumental record is i mean i'm working on the title of badlands on fire uh, in terms of for the record i ain't decided on artist name if you want i don't know man like i don't just want to go with i don't think i want to go with adam nutter do you know what i mean like how about adam and the nuts well, <laughs> for various reasons really i just I kind of i've got ideas and i've got a lot i don't even know if i don't know if i'm going to say any of them now the album title i don't mind um saying well, although that could change i've got different ideas what are you saying pete you're trying to make a fucking joke go on no <laughs> well you and i went through a, a a chat the other night and we named off a whole bunch of band names should we go and read those and <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. The last thing we should do on this podcast is read out the majority of, of those names. <laughs> Although, what was uh, Clint Eastwood uh, and the Fishmongers? I think that were a funny one, yeah. But, oh, God, yeah. I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. It was about two in the morning, and I just started sending you band names. And i tell you what, Pete. i tell you what. I do have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Like, hidden, hidden in those band names were at least five or six peep show band names, and you didn't appear... You didn't appear anyway to have um, to have recognized that. Can I question you about that? I have watched Peep Show front to back at least three times. So if they escaped oh, me, so something must be wrong. I'll have to go back and look. But At least three. I love it how you say that at least three. Like that's a big number. Pete, it won't surprise me if I've been through Peep Show over 103 times. Oh, even wow. th <laughs> Oh, mate, even 303 times. Yeah, if you want to give a fucking window into my sort of recreation... When I find something I like like that, I just inhale it and I don't stop until I'm bored. So, flight <laughs> peep show, um, because of the nature of my girlfriend's work and she works from home and stuff like that, and she's quite busy the majority of the time, you know, I just watch whatever I want and what I have whatever I want on telly. And peep show was on for at least four months on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> at least four months so you have to bear in mind there's no other telly in between i mean there's no other other watching of other programs in between that that's all that was on our telly for at least three months probably four and just back to back to back to back to back and you know when it ended it went round to the beginning and we just let it keep going and I, you know i've done that with that i've done that with the wire did that with the wire but i think longer with the wire to be fair uh, that was you know i absolutely adore the wire did it with you know things like lord of the rings and that and the hobbit man like we binged all three hobbits back to back to back for a, 
probably a, an unbroadcastable amount of time, really. Do you know what I mean? And pe- it's weird because some people will just sit there and go, well, that's weird. <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't, that if we if we buzz off it and it makes us happy, I've got fucking ADHD. Do you know what I mean? If I see something shiny and it attracts me, it fucking, I can't do all about it. Do you know what I mean? And like when you're in a position and no one's saying, for fuck's sake, will you turn this off? I am watching it more than once in a row. Never mind fucking 303 times. When you ain't got someone telling you that, you can do what you fucking want. And at that point in time, I was just like, yeah, let's just keep this on. And <laughs> honestly, mate, some stuff I know like uh, word for word for word. Do you know what I mean? I asked Robert Webb once on Twitter what his favorite episode was of Peep Show. Any any guesses? Did he get back to you? He did right away, actually. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me let me have a think. Robert Webb's favorite episode of Peep Show. Right. Um, well, I would imagine probably where he probably in the church where Mark forces him to piss himself. Possibly as a, <laughs> as a one, potentially, potentially where he, he he gets himself in the situation where he has to eat the the dog they've tried to dispose of. I mean, well done. That's oh, it right yes. there, man. Oh, the one where they've got to get rid of the dog. I that's mean, I was going to say that. I was going to say that's what I love about Peep Show because I mean, like you know, as I don't know whether I've made a point of this, but like you know, I'm an animal lover, but then I go above that, so. Something like that to me is absolutely harrowing, but in <laughs> Peep Show, it's just it's fucking hilarious. Do you know oh, what I mean? Because oh, I have to tell my brain it's all right. The dog was acting; they didn't really run over the dog and eat it. But uh, well, t- they run over the dog. For anyone who hasn't seen it, they uh, they accidentally run over a dog. Then they decide to try and burn it to get rid of it, but they can't burn it because obviously <laughs> it's quite quite hard to burn. And then they end up putting it in a carrier bag and taking it onto the boat of the person who actually owned it and then are forced to pretend it's barbecue and eat a bit of it in front of them. Honestly, I don't know if we're going to leave that in the podcast because with the, without the context of Peep Show, it sounds like I'm describing something pretty macabre. Uh, and it is, but I mean, like I can, I, I imagine it's his favourite episode principally because of how how he has to respond while he's pretending to do that, really. And the <laughs> yeah. sort of, and he does it so well, just like the look of um, finality and like inevita- inevitability on his face as he's eating this fucking dog that is <laughs> owned by the woman who is sat next to. You're just like, oh God, like you, you cannot imagine that situation. And when they get off the boat and Mark turns to him and just goes, did you really have to eat it? <laughs> And he just turns around and goes, I don't know. At the time, it really did feel like I had to eat it. Just, that that, that just is peeps. I mean, it is, yeah, man. That, that is that is peeps in a nutshell. And, you know, that's a long conversation, really. But, I mean, the, the characters in that, there's some there's some horrible people in Peep Show, isn't there? Do you know what I mean, really, in terms of in terms of their attitudes and their actions and things? You know, there's a lot of deplorable things go on, but it's it, it's so fucking funny. But I could talk I could talk about Peep Show for oh, a very yeah. long time, as I could about a lot of shows, man. But yeah, I mean, um, we'll have to get Robert Webb on one day. Well, <laughs> fucking hell, he I'd can lo- talk about love- uh, various artists. Yeah, I'd love that, man. Obviously, I'd love that, but, um, you know, who knows? Who knows that we can attract on this podcast? Uh, but, yeah, Peep Show was always a favourite of us. Um, don't, I'm don't shocked that you actually picked it on your second guest. That's hilarious. Oh, I was really? not expecting... I had literally had a sound bite for the wrong answer, and I had it cued, and I was like, oh, my goodness, you picked the right one. <laughs> right, so, yeah. I'm impressed. Did it- did he give any more examples or was that his one favourite? That was his one favourite. 
Right. Um, and he no, answered pretty that. quickly, too. Like, I was actually surprised that uh, he answered so quickly. Yeah. Did he answer why, or did he just say, nope. right? Uh, I'll have I'll to go look back on the chat. I don't have a very long chat history with him, but... <laughs> that's, fucking, that's funny, is that? Um, yeah, I'm pleased. I get, I just, like I say, I just thought, you know, what are Jeremy's... I mean, there are, there are a couple of other scenes that I'd have pulled out. Um, but, yeah, what uh, that character's, you know, well, best or worst moments, do you know what I mean, in terms of the... That must have been the most fun, most <laughs> fun to play because he must have had he must have had a lot of fun with that role. Well, both of them must have really. Do you know what I mean? Such well, I don't know how you'd really describe him, but a, a, a lot of scope for being ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, however. And it's funny because like I thought that I you know being from the states, there's a lot of that humor that goes right over my head because some of it oh, is deep. Yeah deep very local regional comedy but i appreciated it so much that the second time i watched it i had my uh, laptop up next to me and i would literally pause research. it and yeah, yeah. just research because like i don't get that but i bet it's funny so i would start, <laughs> i would start researching all this stuff about peep show while i was watching it and then i'd be like okay now i have context that is funny <laughs> oh that is that is fucking funny that you had to, i was hyper surprised when you um when you told me how much you were into peep show because i just thought Oh, yeah. I just thought that would go over uh, well, you know, not for any other reason than it just it's not quite uh well that it's you know it's got a lot of quintessential English things that I wouldn't have thought that um Americans would find as funny really but the the fun characters to watch regardless of what you think about you know the moral composition or whatever the fact of the matter is that they're incredibly well written in terms of um how their attitudes fuse together to form almost this i don't know ridiculous that you know their personalities fit together almost as as well as all the four remotes do that form the megatron <laughs> and if you haven't if you haven't watched peep show you won't find that funny <laughs> and even pete doesn't know what the megatron is do you pete uh it's escaping me at the moment to be honest <laughs> oh motherfucker i can't believe this talk about peep show and you don't know what the megatron is the, the megatron. megatron is where okay so obviously they've got all four remotes the dvd the tv oh yeah oh yeah, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and they've got them strapped together like back you know in some sort of <laughs> yeah. square and the you know they're with obsessed bands, with the fact right? yeah yeah that you know they're obsessed with the fact that that girl's round and they've and that if she discovered that she'd think they were ridiculously sad so they <laughs> accuse the they accuse the robber of having done that really you know <laughs> honestly um, <laughs> yeah but i Honestly, I don't even know how entertaining this conversation is going to be to people who haven't got the context of yeah, watching listen, Peep Show. If you haven't seen Peep Show, pause yeah. this episode and yeah, watch yeah. all six seasons. <laughs> yeah, right right from the beginning. All six, man. I think there's eight seasons. Oh, yeah. There you go. Eight. There's, I thought, I meant, there might even be nine, is it? Or did they finish on eight? Um, I think it was eight. But yeah, uh, you know, Super Anne's just one of the best characters ever. You know, Jez, as, as a mate, as someone who knows me really well, can you tell me? Is the bottom half of me on fire? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know uh, who writes that? And then Jez is like, uh, "No, uh, are you tripping?" And he's like, it's "Some of the shit I'm seeing, I fucking well hope so." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, so many, so many things. Yeah, I, I, I love that show. Yeah, I mean, it, like I say, it was a favourite on the back of the bus, as were quite a number of other shows, and and that's something that we can talk about in a later podcast. Actually, is um. Something that I think is something that people don't really appreciate, maybe necessarily, is how how you spend time on tour. Do you know what I mean? And how you pass time on tour, because um, there is a lot of time to pass. Was it Charlie Watts who famously sort of said you just either sat around in an airport or you sat around backstage waiting to 
go on stage, something like that. Anyway, you sat around where you spend a lot of the time just sat around waiting anyway. And, um, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're touring, so that, that, that'll be an interesting conversation. It might be nice to get one of the other lads on as well, because there'll be tons of jovial conversations to be had about, uh, oh, yeah. about, you oh, know, yeah. time reflecting on killing time on tour, you know, extreme hot potato being one of the major highlights, which I'm sure a few people would love to come on and talk about at the same time. But yeah, um, I'd love to have Rick Mack back on as well. The Wasp as obviously, you know, we need to have a regular featuring the Wasp um, and I'd love to get him back on. Well, I've been speaking to Rick about quite a few possibilities actually, but one of them certainly being just talking about touring really and just funny stories and just whatever. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. like I, I say, think man. Stu would and be it, good with that. I would love to talk yeah, to oh, Stu Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, everyone would have a different story to tell in that regard, which is, you know, what makes... Um, what makes things interesting, really? Every everyone had a different attitude towards what was the best way of spending time on tour. Uh, at different periods, you know what I mean. Obviously, in the early days, it was just everyone getting smashed in different places, mainly in one place. But then everyone getting smashed in different places, <laughs> then getting together and getting smashed in the same place, and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. But and watching Japanese uh, cover bands of Nirvana. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. But, um, right, so is there anything else we're going to include in this one? I think that's been good, man. I've liked having a chance to talk about all that. Um, yeah, man, it's good to catch up with you. Yeah, you know, the podcast is it started on the basis of me, well, me, so I don't think there's anything wrong with spending an hour talking about my projects, is there, man? Not at all. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm up to date now. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, um, okay, so I think that'll probably do it for this one. I've, um, uh, well, I suppose it's been a bit more of a, an update about what I'm doing. Um, I know I haven't been as active, like I say, on on Twitter and things, and doing riff videos and that. And the majority of that is because I'm, you know, I'm spend, I'm, I'm in Pro Tools, I'm in Pro Tools sessions, sorting out things to to get boxed off, get sent off, and get, you know, get as a another track on on this album that I'm creating. Really excited about it, man. So yeah, it's been good to. Catch up with you, Pete, and fill you in because obviously we haven't spoken much this week um, and a little bit prior, actually, because I've been kind of, like I said, this is all moving so fast. But, yeah, it's been good to update you, good to update everyone else. Um, you know, I know everyone who listens to this podcast knows that it's not all about the music. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the music, literally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been great to catch up with you, Pete, and fill everyone in on what's going on. And... Yeah, think about some podcasts moving forward. And as I say, it'd be interesting to, to talk a bit more in depth about touring and things like that, as well as obviously all the guests and other artists that I'm currently emailing to try and persuade to come on. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for listening and hope everyone enjoyed the 25th episode. And yeah, man, looking forward to 25 more. So thank you very much.